welcome back to another episode of the Willy Wonka podcast. I am Ryan. And I am Eric. And we are about to take you down the journey of what could be the best part of this movie, and that is the Wonka Factory. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are about 40 minutes into this movie, and things are about to get exciting. Yeah. We have uh, we have a gaggle of people outside of Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory and his gates that have been shut for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And the five contest winners of the Golden Tickets are all waiting outside on bleachers w- with their parents. Uh, it appears to be winter because, uh, you know, Veruca Salt is wearing a mink coat. Um, well, it's, it's the 1st of October. You know, so it's cold. It's cold. And, it's cold and... It is the 1st of October. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and they're, now we have an ice cream guy selling stuff. <laughs> this <laughs> but, is... But you're right. She is wearing a mink coat. And that's definitely noted later on, you know. So you got people wearing coats, but then you got people selling ice cream mm-hmm. outside. Everyone, everyone has a coat. Uh, everyone really is dressed up. And um, so, you know, they're showing all these people here. This large crowd gathered in front. Uh, does show Mike TV saying, "Hey mom, we're on TV. Hi everybody. Hey Mar- Marvel Falls. Hi Fish Face. Right? Yeah. And all then, his friends back home. Yeah. Yeah. And then we cut to this reporter talking about it. You know, it's like, hey there, folks. This is the big day, right? And by the way, quick little if you if you've seen this movie and you're watching along or you know, there's a woman in the back with um like uh, you know she has a, a tan coat on and she has like these dark sunglasses on or dark like brownish sunglasses. I'm not sure how you describe them as that. Um, I, growing up, we had a picture of a family friend who looked identical to her. And I was like, oh, that's like, that's that family friend of ours. Like for the longest time, I'm like, oh, that's her. Right. Like looks, I looks identical. What's her name? The family friend of mine. Yeah. Dude. I can't even tell you. Oh, um, I'll have to ask my parents later on about it. If they remember that. I was just going to say, if she's listening, you know, if she happens to listen to this podcast, she is there. <laughs> she's passed away. I was going to say something like. I'm sorry. Way more, I don't want to say disrespectful, but not as honorable. I was going to say she's like stone cold dead, but. Well, you said it. I said it. So. Let's have a moment of silence for your family friend that we can't remember her name. On a podcast. Okay. And we're back. And we're back, everybody. So here we are. Uh, Reporter's on there. It's like, here it is, folks, right? Willy Wonka promised to open his gates and shower his guests, right? Well, yeah. Legendary yeah, we're waiting magician. for right. we're waiting for ten AM, right? Yep. And do not be late. And it goes to Sam Borgard, <laughs> Violet Borgard there, you know, talking about that. She takes that that gum out and snaps it and Sam Borgard looks disgusted at He doing said, that. Hi Cornelia sweetie, how's this for a stretch? And yeah. she stretches out the gum and <laughs> flings it up. I, I never really played with my gum that much as a kid. I mean, no. I definitely blew bubbles and stuff, and I think I still do every once in a while, but I definitely don't play with it like some people used to. And that's like bubblegum, too, I think. You know, like, I, I chew Trident, which is not like, you know, bubblegum, but um, even, did you, do you ever, like, crack your gum or pop your gum as a kid? I mean, like, you mean, like, when you, like, pop a bubble? No, like, people could, like, no. I, I think people were, like, would it, I remember growing up, and uh, people would be chewing gum, and I think they would make a bubble in the gum in their mouth and then pop it in their mouth, which I never did. I mean, if I do that or if I have done that, yeah. I haven't done it on purpose if or anyone, with the intent, you know. If anyone here has had, 
out here has cracked their gum. Make sure to tweet us about it. At Podcast Wonka on Twitter. <laughs> we have so many followers, it's not even funny. I mean, things are really starting it's to blow up. Wild. Wild. People, people have things to say about this podcast. So now, right, um, Violet just cracked her gum, all that stuff, and kind of cuts to. We see all the, it shows all the contest winners, Charlie, them. We did just briefly see uh, Slugworth in the crowd. They showed that very briefly, right? Uh, and it cuts to Veruca, and she's like, I want to be the first to go in before anybody else, right? And Mr. Saul's like, yeah, 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 whatever. All of these kids are living up to their um, reputations of what we know about them so far. Mike TV, excited to be on TV. Hey, Mom, look, we're on TV. Yeah. Augustus Gloop, eating a donut. Eating a donut, a full-on donut, a powdered donut. Violet, I want to be first before anyone else. Yeah. Anything you say, sweetheart, right? Spoiled little brat. Violet, chewing her gum, flinging it on camera. Willie, right? you know, Grandpa Joe talking to Charlie. You know, Charlie's like, I don't believe we did it. And Grandpa Joe says, we're going to see the greatest of them all, Mr. Willy Wonka. Then the clock tower strikes 10, right? And then they show the, the doors and Willy Wonka, played by one Mr. Gene Wilder, finally appears for the first time in this movie at 44 minutes, almost to the dot, 44 minutes into this movie. We see him appear in a cane. And everybody gets quiet. There's a hush amongst the crowd. And then as soon as he walks out, the crowd goes nuts. But then they realize mm-hmm. Willy Wonka isn't coming out so, so jubilous, right? Jubilous, is that a jubilously, word? yeah, you yeah. know, jubilously, yeah. And um, by the way, in the crowd, everyone's waving flags. They are German flags, American flags, and uh, British flags, right? And so that's it. That's it. Nobody There's from a, India. No nobody other, from Jamaica. No other flags are being not being waved around. Sign of the times. Sign of the times. Um, yeah. So. Willy Wonka comes out uh, with a cane, and he's hobbling on this cane, and he has a very serious look on his face. Mm-hmm. This is a so this is a younger this is a youngish or younger Gene Wilder. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about his outfit really quick. All so, right. Yeah. So he's got the the iconic brown top hat that's tilted to the side. We should note, ladies and gentlemen, and people out there who are listening, that Ryan and I are both famously. Uh, color deficient slash blind so if we get a color wrong feel free to tweet us at what color it is actually that we are miss seeing at podcast wonka on twitter so um he's walking out with the cane top hat brown as we have now discussed he has a purple uh what looks like velvet jacket okay uh he has tan pants on he has a uh he has on a bow tie, a very like large bow tie, and he's slowly walking toward the crowd. And he's getting, on the red carpet, by he's the way. A red, it's a red carpet, right? And his cane is on the red carpet the entire time, right? He's the cane, him walking. He takes off his hat, you know, as a like a symbol of, you know, uh, formality or honor. And then now his cane is on the cobblestone. So let me just say this: he uh, he does not look well. In this scene. No. And I think everybody is looking at Willy Wonka, who was this legend in their minds, right? He was the, he was the candy man. He, mm-hmm. was, he was the, you know, he's a hero. And everybody probably had their own vision of him, of him in their heads. And he came out uh, with a limp, walking slow, does not look happy. No. 
um, and he might have a, a mental illness or something. So everybody just looks very um, stoic. And I want to say I don't say displeased or shocked, but they're definitely they. I mean, shocked is it? Like they're I don't not not mean dis- disappointed. Just this is not what they expected. They haven't seen Willy Wonka in years, and he comes out in this what what a former shell of what they might have imagined to be. So now his cane's on the ground. No, his cane's on the ground. He's his cane is in this cobblestone, and he's stepping, and the cane gets stuck in the cobblestone. You know, I actually didn't notice this ever until I just watched this again recently. So it gets stuck in the cobblestone, and his body keeps moving forward, mm-hmm. and so does his hand. And he goes to take a step, and he realizes that the cane is stuck in the cobblestone. Mm-hmm. And he pauses, and he realizes that he doesn't have his cane anymore. Yep. And he looks like he's about to fall forward, like he's off balance. And he, like he, his hand is like, like grasping, like, oh, it's not in my hand. And he's falling forward, and he does a somersault. And comes and back jumps up. Jumps in the air, and everybody says, oh, he was just fooling us. And everybody's happy, and everybody's clapping, and he has a big smile on his face. And everybody's cheering. Yeah. And it's a – so this scene, and we want to talk about this one particular part because it is a important part in the movie. And while I am uh, talking about this, I'm also looking it up to make sure. Because I've only heard about it once. But um, So when he does this, right, this is from Gene Wilder, right? Gene Wilder, I believe, insisted on this scene, on the trip, right? Because from what I understand, right, he says on improvising and some of that stuff because he wanted to do that to show that he's doing it for a reason. He's doing this to show them that now from when you, from when you see Wonka from now on, you don't know if he's messing with you or he's telling you the truth. Right, and that's the whole thing. Not not that, like, it's kind of, we, we don't always know when someone's telling the truth. But now we know in this one scene that he might be playing us or he might be serious. But that's kind of all part of it, you know? Well, and that definitely follows what he, or how he acts for the rest of this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything he says, as we're about to see, is outlandish. Yeah. And sometimes he's being serious and sometimes he's not. And even now, as the viewer, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like... Was he being serious there? Yeah. Or was he just pulling their leg? Um, so this is, again, he created himself, in fact. And he was adamant about it, right? And that, and the move, like, he said he would refuse to be a part of it unless it was, like, guaranteed this shot. Something that he insisted on, right? So this is, that, this is something that Gene Wilder really, he was really about this movie. And, um, and it really shows. So we... Gosh, we could, we're going to talk forever about Gene Wilder because this is this is the movie. This is we finally see Willy Wonka from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. This is going to be a yeah. I mean the like the man the the man that this movie is named after right appears forty four minutes into the film. Yes, it's <laughs> so he's literally just a mystery. He's not even a figure. We don't know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. We don't know what his personality is until forty four minutes in, and finally it's this big oh like this is what he looks like. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's he has a limp, right? And then he falls, does the somersault. Pretty pretty good somersault, by the way. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's great. So and, now, then he, and then he jumps up, and everybody's happy. They're all cheering. Yep. And he comes out, and this is now his first words to the whole crowd, right? And he says, you know, thank you, thank you. Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my chocolate factory, right? And he points 
to the ticket holders and he tells them, would you please come forward, right? And right there, right, Veruca Salt gets first, right? They're, they're pushing people. They're pushing people along. And Charlie's last. You know, they're going slow. But as they're walking down the aisle, Slugworth right? is giving them all thumbs up. I feel like Slugworth gave Charlie a little more of an oomph on his thumbs up than he everybody else. He definitely did, looking right at him. And then he turn, then he tells the Grandpa Joe, that's Slugworth, and he turns around, right? And that's that's that. So now Veruca Salt is first, you know, and Wonka is greeting them, says, nice to have you here. So glad you could come. It's going to be an exciting day, and I hope you enjoy it. It's, I think you will. It's just kind of like it's – there's – always an undertone of sarcasm with with gene wilder playing wonka like is this always a little bit of maybe facetiousness um and it's just part of the brilliance of his of his performance i mean and and it's so prevalent throughout the rest of this movie mm-hmm. and it becomes a part of his character i mean there's been memes sarcastic oh, yeah. wonka oh yeah you know famously yeah famous right which we will we will definitely talk about when the scene comes um but yeah, I mean, and and it begins right here. As soon as these these kids walk in, he yeah. has things to say to each of them that are, you know, yep. facetious and uh, you know not condescending necessarily right yeah. away. But like, what's the what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, like when he he talks to like Augustus. Yeah. Oh, and you're in such fine shape. It's when, it's sarcastic. It absolutely is a sarcastic yeah. comment. You know, uh, underhanded maybe is what you're looking for. Another, patronizing? Or patronizing. Patronizing. Is that the right word? I think patronizing is more almost in... Mm, I, it could be the word. Yeah, let's go with that. If we're wrong, go ahead and feel free to tweet us at... No, there's... No, 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 no. <laughs> no, there, there's a word that I'm looking for. Uh, we can come back to it. But anyway, so these kids start to walk in with their parents... And she and so Veruca Salt's first, right? And she says, "I'm Veruca Salt, not Hi, Mr. Wonka. My name is Nice to meet you. Yeah, I am Veruca Salt. It's I'm Veruca Salt. Like you should know who I am." And Wonka says, "My dear Veruca, what a pleasure! And how pretty you look in that mink coat." And she says, "I've got three others at home." Of course she does. Yeah, she's a spoiled little brat. Ridiculous, right? And then Mr. Salt comes over, and they move alongside, and then the Gus's gloop. Gus is my dear boy, right? You know, such, you see you in such fine shape. And the radium is a gloop, right? Just over there, my dear lady. And then Violet Beauregard. I, you know, Darren Tyler, welcome here. What kind of gun you got, she asks. And he just ignores. Charming, charming, right? Yeah. And then you have and then you have um, Sam Beauregard, right? Trying to sell him. Trying to sell. He hands is- him his card. He's just trying to sell his car company. And, you know, he's, you know. Yeah. Anything it's, with Sam B is a guarantee. Love you know? it. It's absolutely, it's absolutely a fantastic part of it, right? And then, like, Sam Bargard here, right? And he's like, yep, if you ever need anything in the automotive line, just call on Sam B. Phone number's on the car. With Sam B, it's a guarantee. You know? And then Mike TV comes up. I'm Mike TV. <laughs> he pulls out a plastic gun. Yeah. And then he, he like, kind of, like, shoves it. Looks, like, into his stomach, right? And he says, you're dead. Wonderful to meet you, Mike. Miss TV, how are you doing? What adorable little boy you have, right? And then I guess all the kids just kind of say their name. They don't really introduce themselves. They just say Charlie Bucket, and he gives it to them, right? And then Wonka says, like, "Hey, I read about all. I read about you in the papers." Uh, I'm not really sure why that's so much. Why he has a different like line from that, but th- again, he's local, right? He said, like, "My grandfather, Grandpa Joe," instead of saying, "My grandfather Joe," but. 
you know, delighted to meet you. And then he, and then the very, this is all very part of it. He's like, delighted to meet you, overjoyed, enraptured, entranced. Are you ready? Yes. Good. On we, On go. we go. You know, his vocabulary is fantastic. Yeah, it's great. And then the he's all a thesaurus. Of it. He's just a human thesaurus. Yeah, he's um, well this read. Is, this is this is something else too. <clears throat> so. Charlie finds the golden ticket on September 30th. Yeah. Right? 30 days 30th. of September. It's 30, yeah. yeah. So October 1st is when they have to be there. What if Charlie lives in Germany? Like, what if that golden ticket doesn't get found the day before October 1st? Well, we got a problem on our hands, people. Guess what? They wouldn't have made it because they <coughs> were of lesser means, unfortunately. I think this is where um, we need to do our first I believe button. Beep, beep, beep. There it is. Yep. And uh, we're just going to go ahead and believe it. Yep. And that's all part of this children's book and novel that we are doing a critique on. Okay. All right. On we go. On we go. So now it moves It moves forward. We enter the factory. They are walking in. And Wonka is telling them to... <laughs> Wonka is telling them to take off their coats, all that stuff. Their coats, hats, galoshes, right? And Wonka does say a very famous line that i think ryan might want to tell us about that is we'll see later on right it's just kind of how he how he phrases it um so they're entering in again sorry to take off their stuff and they see this big i don't want to say grand um entrance or lobby well no here's the line right where he says hurry we have so much to wait what does he say he He says, says wait a minute he said we have so much time and so little to see Wait a minute. Strike, strike that, that. Reverse, reverse it. it. Thank you. He says strike that, reverse it a lot. Yeah. And that line is going to come up. And that's just one of his little sticks, you know? Yeah. He I think likes I'll, to say it. I think he only says it maybe once or... I think he, but I think he might only say it one more time. No. He says it at least at the very end of the movie. He does. And I think he says it maybe maybe two more times. Yeah. Well, but at, it's a good enough line that it's a shtick. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then, right, so now everybody's taking their coats off and their hats off, and... They're putting it on these, these little coat these racks. And coat hangers, and then all of a sudden... They're designed as hands. Yeah, right? you, see you realize them, that they're hands. Right? Their hands, like, in, like, a golden... And they grab it, right? And everyone's, like, surprised. Like, little surprises around here, every corner, but don't be dangerous, right? And then the hat gets taken off of Grandpa Joe's head without it... And it's kind of a funny part, you know? Takes off yeah. his head without him knowing about it. But, of course, we can't go through this chocolate factory until everybody signs a contract. Yeah. A cover-your-ass contract. Basically, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening. Yeah. And we're not going to be <laughs> held liable for anything dangerous or anything wrong that happens to your kids. This contract, by the way, is on a very nice piece of parchment. It is absolutely <clears throat> – it's parchment paper, like, you know, massive. And – It's on the wall. It's on It's on the wall. Huge, huge, huge contract where it begins as hereas the management cannot be held responsible for any accidents, incidents, loss of life or limb. <laughs> and the, the, the font continues to get slower. I'm uh, sorry, slower, excuse me. Smaller and smaller, right? It kind of looks like a Star Wars movie with the opening credits. Yeah, it does. And then they're reading it, you kind of hear them frost fripper, frippery. you know, and then it, just, it gets impossible. The small writing, the, the fine writing, as they say. Right, so he calls up Veruca first, and Veruca goes to sign it. And this is a great line here, you know, um, where it's <laughs> a great line there where you know he's like, "You trying to sign it?" Like, "Hey, don't talk about 
and Sam Borgard's like, don't talk about contracts. I use them, right? They're for suckers. And it's, <laughs> I use them, yeah, they're strictly for suckers. But you wouldn't begrudge me a little bit of production, just a drop, right? And all everyone's saying, we're not signing anything either. Yeah, and so these parents are a little reluctant to, to you know, sign this contract, especially one that yeah. they can't read all the way down the paper, and especially one with all the ridiculous uh, isms on there, like, mm-hmm. you know, loss of life or limb due to lightning, floods, earthquake. Like, what are we getting ourselves into it's, here? <laughs> right? And uh, so they're reluctant to sign, but guess what? The kids, they want that candy, baby. Yeah. So Veruca says, Veruca, I'm going yeah. in. So Veruca, Veruca goes first, right? She cuts off Violet Beauregard. And it's really funny. She like, goes ahead and then, you know, says to her, her, her father's like, don't sign that. And she's like, and she says, give me that pen. And then to Mr. Salt, you're always making things difficult. And Wonka's like, nicely handled Veruca. She's a girl who knows where she's going. It's just, again, just the whole sarcasm, all that stuff is just, it's just fantastic. Yeah. And then they all start to sign the contracts, right? Yeah. yeah. What's all the small print at the bottom, Wonka? Oh, if you have any questions, what did he say? He said, dial in. Or he said, please dial information. If you have any problems, dial information. Thank you. Thank you for calling Mike Augustus, question marks, you know? And like, and then disregards, um, disregards, you know, Sam Beauregard, and then he runs off. Violet, Violet, in this weird, you know, voice. And then Mike TV comes up there, or Mrs. TV says, "I assume there's an accident indemnity clause." <laughs> like, dude, what? This, uh, what, what kid knows that? The, you know? Yeah, and this also begins where you know Willy Wonka starts to dismiss what people have to say, mm-hmm. and he comes back with these clever little comments. Oh yeah, um, which are. Hilarious. He says, and never between friends, which is just like <laughs> on the accident indemnity clause, right? Which is funny. And then Mike TV, he signs it, and he says, saw this in the movie once. Guy signed his wife's insurance policy, then bumped her off. <laughs> and Wonka says, clever, you know? And then, what about me, Grandpa? Says Charlie, and Charlie's like, sign a, uh, Grandpa says, Charlie, my Charlie, we have nothing to lose. That's actually, a, that's actually something to point out, too. Grandpa Joe had no problems with that contract because, as he said, they have nothing to lose. They're already poor. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing that they have to, you know, to lose yeah. in this venture at all, except for, of course, their life or limb during earthquake, right? Flood, frost, or lightning, frost or fippery. Exactly. Um, Grandpa Joe. So he says. Now, Ruka says, "Let's go in. Come on, right?" And then Wonka says, "Patience, everybody. Everything has to be in order, right?" So now, he's opening a lock. Uh, and it's like he's rhyming opening lock 99 44 100% pure and he opens his door into a room and the room is now this this whole design it looks crazy it looks like a magic eye you remember magic eye right like the books those where things, if you stared at them yeah. and you could see like a 3D picture if you crossed your eyes you know there was a whole episode on Seinfeld about that yeah because uh, uh, Elaine was working for um who was it? It was Mr. Was it Peterman? No, no, no. Before Peterman. It was that rich guy, that rich older white guy. Oh, gosh. What is his name? Mr. Bald, Mr. Pitt. Mr. Pitt. Mr. Pitt, of so course. He was, he was working for Mr. Pitt, right? And he couldn't see it, right? Like, because Kramer had bought these things. And he gets one, Mr. Pitt, and he can't see it. And that. So, so basically, they're, they're walking into this very skinny room. It looks bizarre. It looks like a magic eye. 
Yeah. And he said, just through the other door, please. And so everybody starts running into this room. They rush in. They rush in. It's crazy. And they right. realize that you can't get through another door because there is no other door. And then everybody just, they all get stuck in there. They're all shouting. They're screaming. Mike, there's, there's no way out. Right? And then Wonka is, he's calm as a cucumber. You know, cool as cucumber. Excuse me. And he's like, oh, there must be a door here someplace. Right? Like, he's going through, he's pushing through all of them. Everyone's screaming. Right? Mrs. Gloop, help. I'm getting squashed. Save me. And... That was like oh the gosh. Grandpa Joe, like, puts his hand on Mrs. TV. Somebody's touching me. Yeah. And he's like, oh, geez, I'm sorry. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. And then, and then Wonka just goes back to the same door that they just walked in. Yep. And he finds the door and he goes, ah, here it is. Like, you yeah. know, he had missed the door the whole time. And then Sam, Beauregard, don't be a darn fool, Wonka. That's the door we just came through. Yeah. But also, <laughs> I'm sorry, we missed a quick little one. He said, because everyone's asking questions, right? And he's like, excuse me, question time will come at the end of the session. We must press. It's just, <laughs> it's funny, right? Then, so, so Sam Bargard says, don't be a darn fool, Wonka. That's where he came through. He's like, is it? It is. Are you sure? And Mrs. Salt, no. Yeah, Mrs. Salt just said, we just come through there. And is very, very British, right? Mr. Salt's about to come one of my favorite characters in the whole movie. Yeah. All these lines that he has and the facial expressions are just classic. So after he says that, Wonka says, huh. How do you like that? And he comes right through. So he leans against the door. He opens it. And the crowd admits, like, oohs and ahs, all that stuff, right? Um, it's all different. And the is like, oh, there we go. And this is a great line. This is an absolute fantastic line where Mr. Salt's like, what is this, Wonka? Some kind of funhouse. And Wonka's like, why? Having fun? Again, in a very, in a very sarcastic tone, right? And Mr. T's like, I have it enough. I'm not going in there. And you see Wonka going in. And he's getting, and what they say, oh, he's going smaller, right? The room is getting very small. And But I think a good point here is they haven't even gotten to any candy or any chocolate or any factory of any kind. All they've seen from this guy so far is him pulling a fast one on him, limping outside of a building. Yep. They had to sign some weird-looking contract mm-hmm. where hands were taking our coats and, and our hats, yep. right? And then you had us walk through some weird room where we just came out the same door that we walked in through they're getting squished by and each so other. these so these parents have al- already had enough right and this guy you know he's already a wise guy he's already being sarcastic and so they've just had enough of it already you know sam b come on violet yeah. we're gonna get out of here we're getting out of here right but but, but there's nowhere to go no and except he- for to follow wonka into this room where uh it looks like the room is getting smaller no it's not he's getting bigger yeah right and Wonka, and they said, come on, Valerie, let's get out of here, Sam Borgard says. And Wonka says, oh, you can't get out backwards. You've got to go forwards to go back. Again, We like, better press on. Some, like, <laughs> not, like, tricky, but, like, puzzling things that he says, right? Just that everybody, he says in dismissing tone, and, no, and people are confused by it, and it's kind of go on, you know? So it's just like... <laughs> and then here you just get line after line where you're like, is this from a poem? Is this from a song? Yeah. You know? It's It's... <laughs> it's just, it's fantastic you know it really is so uh room's getting bigger no it's not you know he's getting smaller so they he starts talking right no one can get through that little door right yeah they're all they're all hunched over in the very small room that you know mm-hmm. they were all standing up in and then had to walk through to go forward to get back right and now they're all hunched over and he has this big smile on his face and he says my dear friends Basically, you're now about to enter the room mm-hmm. where 
things are about to get real. Yeah. Right? He's like, yeah. He's like, you're bleeding off your nut, Wonka. No one can get through that door, right? And that's, that's what he's saying. So he's talking about, this, about now, about to enter the factory, right? The most important part of it, the nerve center, the entire factory. He said, inside this room, all my dreams become realities, and some of my realities become dreams, right? And almost everything you see is eatable. Edible. I mean, you can almost eat everything. And then Augustus says, like, let me in, I'm starving. And it's just... <laughs> and Wonka's like, don't Settle get excited. Settle down, Augustus. Yep. Uh, you don't want to lose your head? Now, we want anybody to lose that yet. And then he has... He pops open... Um, he pops open this lock. Not it's lock. a little mini like keyboard, it's basically, a little, it's right? A mini, it's a mini keyboard. Now, and he says that it's a musical lock. It's a musical lock, right? So now, reading, now looking at this transcript, and then also um, <laughs> on the subtitles, we yeah, we never caught this until recently. Well, okay. So again, as a kid, you don't typically watch this movie with subtitles. I and my wife, right? We we like to watch things with subtitles now yeah. because. We found that you pick up on things that you don't normally pick up on without them, um, especially with our kids running around and stuff. Yeah. Like you just you just have to have subtitles on sometimes. So when Eric and I were watching this scene with subtitles, we picked up on a pretty funny thing that we had never picked up on before. Yeah, right. Wonka pulls out this lock. He said that this is a musical lock, and he plays this little jingle mm-hmm. on the piano to open up the door. Right, and Mrs. TV looks back to Mr. Salt and says, "Rachmaninoff." Yeah. right, which is a very famous composer with right. the likes of Mozart and stuff. Right after after he plays a musical combination. Right, and so then Mr. Salt, you know, kind of gives one of the famous like, "Okay, wait, like what? Huh? So what did you say?" She says, "Rachmaninoff." Mo- and- Wonka played Mozart's Marriage of Figaro. Of she Figaro. said. She said Rachmaninoff so arrogantly, like, mm, yeah. like I know what that is. But, it, but it's not on the subtitles. Right. It was a Mozart jingle. <laughs> it's Mozart's Marriage of Figaro. So, again, she turns to, she turns to Salt and is like, Rachmaninoff. And, like, in a very smug, like, she knows what exactly it is. And he's like, yeah, huh? What? <laughs> and this, and now you will see this throughout. It's kind of a false confidence that, <laughs> it's a false confidence that, uh, Miss TV has that I absolutely that I absolutely love, you know. I think we all know a Mrs. TV, absolutely somewhere in our lives. She's definitely she would definitely fit into a class of she's a Karen. She's a Karen. That's like yeah, she could definitely be a Karen. Yeah, especially of the uh, women chaperones that are in this movie. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely one of them. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and when you stack her up against like. Like you know, Charlie's mom, who definitely is like a six and a half or seven. She's like a, like a, like a four and a half. Intellect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well. All right. Ladies, so here it is. Here it is. Here it is. We are about to enter the chalker room, and we are going to take a very, very short break. When we come back, we'll be entering in to the chocolate room. All right, we are back. Eric and Ryan are here. I'm Eric. And I'm Ryan. Back from our break, and we are about to enter into the chocolate room from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. This is pretty much why these kids are here. It really it is. And, and it's, it's pretty much why we're, we're here doing this podcast and why people love this movie is because of this scene. And it's where some realities become dreams and some dreams become realities as... 
you know, Willy Wonka just famously said. Um, so where we left off was they were in that cramped hallway, mm-hmm. right, where the room was big and then it became small. And Wonka played a Mozart jingle. Which... <laughs> and it opened up this little small door, but the next scene immediately cuts to a gigantic door that looks like, I don't know, it's part of a vault yeah. at a bank or something. It's a big, heavy black door. Which, so, and then, if you're looking at this, and here's where some of the nitpicking might take place, is that they open the door and you can see the back, and you do see that, that glass-slash-metal gated door that they went into initially into that confusing room. But you don't really see the, the, the optical illusion part of it that we just saw, which is whatever. You know, that's kind of a continuously part of the film, but it is a massive, massive door that they're opening into or going into the room, right? So then they're walking in. Wonka says, hold your breath, make a wish, count to three. And then he begins to sing um, Imagination. Or not uh, not Imagination. It's a... Uh, what is the actual song? It might be Imagination. Yeah. It's a... Uh, think so i think my uh, i think it's a little bit more than imagination um like maybe a world of imagination mm-hmm. pure uh, oh pure imagination pure imagination we should know this we are supposed to <laughs> we are enthusiasts that have not yet graduated to experts um but he uh so as he says this and as he starts singing this song it shows the chocolate room which is this big open room with Green grass and trees that are full of candy. Yep. And a chocolate fountain. You can see a, that. Yeah, there's a, well, it's not just a chocolate fountain, it's a chocolate water waterfall. Fountain. A waterfall. Excuse me. Pardon me. With a river as well. Oh, there's a river. We don't maybe. we don't know that it's chocolate. I guess maybe we do. Yeah, maybe I get uh, it. Away. Maybe it's implied. But and um, he's also waving his cane around, not letting anybody go in front of him, right? He's and, he's taking one or two steps down the stairs and then he takes three or four yeah. up the stairs. Basically don't rush, yeah. right? I think that's the that's the big point of this is he's trying to get these kids to look, um, but you know don't rush into this. And he's smacking his cane around on the, to like the ledges, not letting them pass like, as they try to go past them. And then he's playing with Mike TV's hair. And, and then like, he pulls out, he, he pulls like, out, plucks a couple hairs, and, and just throws and it out. Like, throws and he's it like, away. Hey, what the fuck? He's like, why did you just pull my hair out? And he's like dancing on the steps, right? Uh, again, not letting them leave. And then holding them back, right, and then letting them go through. And they are running. They are running wild. Wild. They are, not only are they running wild, this is worth mentioning, these kids know exactly where they're going. Like, this yes. is a planned, coordinated attack on this chocolate room that they've had planned for months. And they all sprint towards whatever candy um, that they want to go and try first. Mm-hmm. And there are... I, I don't know. I mean, look, there's candy canes. There's uh, trees where... Gummy bears. Yeah, or... these giant gummy bears, which, by the way, we talked about the giant lollipops mm-hmm. from Bill's Candy Shop. Have you ever tried one of the giant gummy bears before? Because they're out there. No, but I did have a giant uh, Sour Patch Kid Ooh. Uh, the day after my wedding, and it sucked the filling out of my tooth. And that's a true story. Sour Patch Kids are my jam. They're the they're one of the best ones. Anybody who knows me knows the Sour Patch Kids like are my thing. They're so good and, um, and addictive. Yeah, I mean it's just yeah, I mean it's all sugar. Like just pure. Give me that sugar, you know. 
Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this this candy room, this chocolate room looks amazing. These these trees literally have giant, colorful-looking candy canes everywhere. There's mushrooms with, you know, where like the whipped white cream. spots look like whipped cream. Yeah. I mean, there's giant balls of jelly. Um, you know, it's a, and the whole purpose, and we learn about it later, but this whole room is just kind of crazy that he's created this room of where everything's edible. You know, for who? I mean, I guess it's just it's a fun part of the movie. Then, um, one of the cooler things that we that I definitely loved as a kid was when he sits down next to this little bush of teacups, uh, growing on a bush, and he's drinking out of it what one would presume is tea. You know, Wonka's drinking that while he's singing the song, and <laughs> he finally finishes the song. He drinks all the tea and then takes a giant bite out of that teacup. Oh, and it has that crunch. The oh, like. <laughs> Oh, I'm and you're sure. like, man, that thing tastes good. Yeah, it's such a. It's such I a never thought that it was tea. I always thought maybe it was a juice or a water or something like that. But yeah, it could definitely be tea. That would make tea. more sense, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, you could literally eat almost anything. Um, so then that song ends. We're still in the chocolate factory, right? We, and you know what? We'll talk more about the Pure Imagination song probably later on the episode. Um, but you know that song ends, and it kind of cuts over to. Uh, Mrs. Gloop and Mr. Salt, right? <laughs> talking about this river, right? And they basically start like talking trash about it, like what a oh, disgusting yeah. looking river, right? Yeah. Mrs. Gloop, yeah, disgusting dirty river. And then Salt's like, it's a dust waste. You ruined your watershed. It's, it's, I don't know what the fuck that means. Like, you ruined your watershed, Wonka. It's polluted. Well, I think this is another point, too, is like some of these parents are skeptics. Yeah. And the kids are still thinking that this is an amazing thing, but the parents might necessarily not be. Yeah. But, you know, you see all the kids, that's chocolate. That's you know? chocolate, like a chocolate river. And then Grandpa Joe says, that's the most fantastic thing I've ever seen. You what, know? what do you think that actually is, like when they filmed it? I mean, what, what do you think that they used to make it look like that? Because that's not necessarily like no. Potomac River looking water, right? I mean, it's, you know what it's it is? pure brown. <laughs> it's... The color, it really does look polluted, and it doesn't look like what... All right, if you guys grew up drinking Yoohoo, which I definitely think is not a very popular drink anymore, that's what I would consider, like, chocolate water. You know, like... Yeah. It's not, like, it's not chocolate milk. It's not labeled chocolate milk. It right. says a chocolate drink. Right. Uh, that's kind of what this is the closest thing it looks to, except this more has a what we perceive to be as a, almost a crimson color. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, again, colorblind. No big deal. But, um, so, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I think it's just colored water. That's, I think that's what it is. It's just, it's just colored water. It probably it is. is. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, maybe they did it post-editing if they had that technology back then. Maybe not. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, definitely a colored colored water is probably what they use. But it does look like Yoohoo. You're right. You're it does. absolutely right. So, we're actually about to get to a pretty, uh, pretty important scene in this movie. Um, that... They had to do a little changing from the book. And I want to take a minute to talk about this. So, yep, here's a chocolate river. <laughs> so then, okay. Talk so, about how, ten, you know, it churns 10,000 gallons an hour, uh, an hour right? Yeah, yeah he, says, he says that the chocolate waterfall is actually mixing and churning the, the like, chocolate mm-hmm. itself, right? 10,000 gallons an hour. Yep. And then he, <laughs> he says, no other factor in the world mixes chocolate by a waterfall and then he says to Mr. Salt like whispers but it's the only way if you want it just right and then Salt 
Salt looks this, this begins what is probably my, <laughs> again, another Mount Rushmore character in this Salt. movie of mine is Mr. Salt during these chocolate factory scenes because Mr. Salt thinks Wonka is an absolute nutcase. Yeah. He thinks he's crazy. And everything that he says, he always gives this look like he does that quick look up to him and then he looks down and then he looks back mm-hmm. up like, huh? Like, what's yeah. he talking about? Because Wonka just keeps delivering these lines to him. Like, he whispers like, hey, like... <laughs> It's this. Yeah, you know. and this is for you. This isn't for anybody else to hear. Yeah. But Salt's like, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah, everyone's like, everyone's like turning to Salt saying crazy stuff. Uh, and he's just like, Salt's like, yep, okay, sure. Um, so now they are looking across the river, Charlie points out, and we first see our Oompa Loompas. And also, guess what Grandpa Joe says? He says, jumping crocodiles, Charlie. <laughs> now we know who makes the chocolate. So that's the second jumping crocodiles from Grandpa Joe. For those who are for those who are keeping score at home, um, and they said I'd never seen anybody with an orange face before, and what they're doing. And Wonka's like, "Oh, it must be creaming and sugaring time, right?" And Violet says, "Well, they can't be real people." And Wonka's like, "Oh, of course they're real people, right?" Salt says stuff and nonsense, right? And <laughs> stuff and nonsense. And he said, "No, Oompa Loompas, Oompa Loompas, right?" And he says, "From Loompa Land." And then Miss TV, right, in her false confidence, which we all love about her. Arrogance. Like, arrogance. Arrogance. Absolute false arrogance because she doesn't know what she's talking about. And he's like, excuse me, dear lady. And she interrupts him and says, oops, watch out with the mic there. He says, Mr. Wonka, I am a teacher of geography. And then he's like, oh, well, then you must know all about it, of this country. And then her face goes from, yeah, you're right. You know, I know what I'm talking about to like, huh, what? She really is, she always gets like knocked off. She doesn't know what she's talking about. But these Loompas, right? They're from Loompa Land. They're from Loompa Land. But I want to talk about what Roald Dahl kind of initially described them as. Um, they're almost what... And this is here where it kind of changes in the movie. And it's kind of a sign of the times, as we've talked about. Is that they are originally supposed to be like pygmy people from like Africa. You know, that's kind of how they're described like in the book. So it's they change it around for the movie, um, but that's one of the differences between the book and in here. Um, Roald Dahl wasn't exactly uh, you know he wasn't always the best, but um, they're definitely not they're not described as orange um, people in the book. Are you calling them a racist? Let's just call a spade a spade. Oh god, damn! I love calling a spade a spade. Uh, all right, let's let's go. Yeah, so he was a little bit a little bit racist, you know. Um, not that that's okay. I say that like it's okay thing. You know, that part of the book is not okay. So, right. And here is where some famous lines, right? He's talking to Miss TV about it. You know how the Loompa Land was filled with nothing but desolate waste and fierce beasts. And the poor little Oompa Loompas were so small and helpless that they would be gobbled up left and right. A wang doodle would <laughs> eat 10 of them for breakfast and think nothing of it. Just to come live with me in peace and safety, away from all the wang doodles and horn swagglers and snaws wangers and rotten vermicious canids. And that gets back to the crazy names, which right. are all over this book. And then <laughs> Mr. Salt, in his in his disbelief and his refusal to deal with with Wonka's bullshit, is like snaws wangers, vermicious canids. What kind of rubbish is that, right? And here's another classic another classic line delivered by Wonka. Which I think is probably again one of your favorites. 
It's just like... Oh, yeah. He just like dismisses everything that they say. Yeah. What kind of rubbish is that? And he says, I'm sorry, but all questions must be submitted in writing. And so... And he just <laughs> continues on. Right. He just doesn't... He doesn't acknowledge any of the skepticism or any of the, mm-hmm. you know, like, questions from the parents where they're in a disbelief state of mind. Yeah. And then, you know, Veruca Salt's like, I want one of those. And Mr. Salt's like, I'll get you one by the end of the day. And she's like, I want one now. And then Violet Beauregard's like, turns around and says, can it, you nit? You know, she's already done with her shit, you know? And then we pan to none other than Augustus Gloop, yep. who is taking handfuls of chocolate from the river and drinking it yep. like he hasn't had a drink in months. It's wild. And he's not just tasting it. He is, I mean, handfuls, two handfuls. And uh, Willy Wonka says, Augustus, stop. Yeah, stop it. You know, like My chocolate must not be touched by human hands. He's like screaming. He, he's, he's, very, he's very passionate about it, like trying to get through there. He runs over there, right? And his mom, too, one of her lines that she says over and over, Augustus, save some room for later. <laughs> yes, she does. And so, so Wonka runs right up to him, and it startles him, and he falls in the water. He does a front flip somersault into yep. the water. And Wonka, great line here, my chocolate, my, my beautiful, beautiful chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> As Augustus is sitting there drowning, help, I can't swim. And, you know, Wonka, help, police, murder. murder. As he's getting sucked up into the... Yeah, he's getting sucked up into the... <laughs> this is just Wonka, true form. He's just sarcastic, kind of an asshole. He's not yeah. kind of an asshole. He is an asshole. Yep. And, right, Augustus... And like, so this is another thing with this scene, too. He's underwater for a little bit of, like, a little bit of time here. Yep. Whenever I would watch movies as a kid, and, and there was a main character that was underwater and had to hold their breath, I would try to hold my breath with them. Yep. In the film. Yeah. And there were times where I couldn't do it. And then I'm like, this is not realistic. Because not only is this kid not sitting in a movie theater or at home on their couch, not doing anything, not using any oxygen, they're either drowning or uh, Free Willy reference. There was one scene where the main character in Free Willy had to swim underwater with the whale. Jesse was his name. And I was trying to hold my breath with him. And I'm like, he's kicking. He's holding on to an orca whale. And I cannot hold my breath even close to what he can. This is bullshit. Right. And I agree with you there. And I used to think the same thing. Like with timing. Like a character be running another character. Like they should be caught up by now. Like this is crazy. I don't understand what's taking so long. But I think what we're looking at here is they're showing him being sucked up. Right? And then they pan to the other people. So it's all happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. And maybe not so. Anyway. But. That was the thing I had to come to later on in life. That took me way too long to realize. <laughs> so he gets sucked up. And again, we hear some more. He's a quick police murder. Like, don't just stand there. Do something, right? And then he's in and he gets sucked up, right? Uh, and then he gets in the pipe. <laughs> and then, who is it? Who said that? I think it was uh, Mr. Salt. He gets stuck in the pipe. And... He's, he's stuck up in the pipe there, isn't he, Wonka? It's, like, uh, it's, a, it's a stomach that's doing that. Like, call him fat. Yeah, and then Wonka, I I just want to point out too here, Gene Wilder's eyes are extremely blue. Oh my gosh. Yeah, very blue, piercingly. Yes, it's almost like he has contacts in there that are are blue. I mean, it's like accentuated. Yeah. But he's sitting there eating, I don't know, some kind of candy, like he's eating popcorn at a movie. He's went from, my chocolate, my beautiful chocolate, now he's just straight entertained that this kid is stuck in his pipe. And The suspense is terrible. Everyone's freaking, out. Yeah, everyone's freaking out and, yeah. and he's calm watching it all right they're like call a plumber or whatever 
And he's blocking all the chocolate. And then say, well, what happens now? He's like, oh, the pressure will get him out. Terrific pressure is building up with the blockage, you know? And he says, uh, so now we're seeing this happen. And he, <laughs> and Grandpa Joe's explaining, like, hey, remember what happens? He asked me how a bull gets, you know, out of a gun and boop. He shoots up this pipe like he, uh, like you're going to the bank and you put yep. one of those things in there and it, when it goes up the pipe. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Mrs. Gloop here says, he'll be turned into a marshmallow in five seconds. And then Wonka turns to her and says, that's crazy. That, uh, impossible. Uh, impossible, my dear lady. Impossible, my dear lady. That's absurd. Why? Because that doesn't go to the marshmallow room. It goes, it goes to, to the, the fudge, fudge room. room. Like, <laughs> like, how, how do you how, not know this? Yeah. How do you not know this, lady? Like, yeah, you're mine. You just watch the kid get sucked up into a tube, have no idea where it goes, yeah. and he's telling her the you know essentially talking like technicalities, like yeah. logistics of and where he would be physically, not like oh his like health and safety is in jeopardy. And he says like he says you terrible man, and then he takes out the whistle right, and uh... <laughs> he whistles and you know he basically yeah. summons one of the oompa loompas over to him. Yeah, and says hey take Mrs. Fudge. To Take Mrs. Gloop to the fudge room, but look sharp on our little boy. He is liable to get poured into the boiler. <laughs> just the facial expressions here. Yeah. Oh, he, he's just seriously talking to the, like, Oompa Loompa. Yeah. Uh, because he does really care for these kids. He does. But he's just being an asshole. And he, I think he knows that they're going to... This is my, So this is my big take on all this, too. He, he treats these parents like absolute shit. Yeah. Uh, because they treat him as such. Mm-hmm. Um, they are skeptics. They aren't enjoying any of their time here. They have yeah. questions. And their kids get in these situations where they get sucked up pipes and shrunken and sent down like garbage chutes, which we'll see later. But it's like, so he acts, or he says these lines to these Oompa Loompas like, hey, we really need to watch out for this kid's safety. Yeah. But, you know, he... It- like he does care about the children, and they will be okay. But I think he's putting this show on just to piss off these like un yeah. like grateful parents. Absolutely. Yeah. And she's like, "You boil them up, I know it." And then he again, it's kind of um, he quotes a lot of these things in these. He quotes other pieces of, of like art and literature in these dismissive tones. So when they're typically leaving, so. He says, not really despair dumb, right, my dear lady? Nothing to despair. Across the desert lies the promised land. Goodbye, Miss Gloop. Adieu. Avita Swain. Gesundheit. Farewell. You know, very, very, very dismissive. And then we get into our very first Oompa Loompa song, right? Yes. All right. Um, and we'll probably talk more about it. But these Oompa Loompa songs all have kind of uh, a moral behind them. You know, like, what happens when you eat too much, you know? Well, the lyrics always pertain to the kid that just got... Yeah. You know, had had something happen to them, right? Um, as, as it will for the rest of the movie. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily want to break down all the all the lyrics to, to these because we could be here forever, and I think we'll have another episode or two dedicated to the songs. Just the specifically. songs. Specifically. But yeah. these are very catchy tunes. Um, I just introduced this movie to my kids, and my kids are you know, going on four, going on two years old. So they're very young, but they loved these Oompa Loompa songs Mm -hmm. and they would sing them after, afterwards. Um. (laughs) Yeah. And then then Mr. Beauregard's like, yeah. So the song, the song ends, right? (laughs) So basically he says, what, what kind of place are you running here, Wonka? Yeah. Right. And, you know, 
never mind that this kid just got sucked up a pipe. Yeah. We're not going to try to call 911. It's just like, all right, like on to the next thing, mm-hmm. right? And he, so he starts speaking French, like Mademoiselle and Mademoiselle, you know, Madame, he's speaking French, right? I'm not going to. It it's, doesn't actually say it in um, on here. It just says speaking French. We are we are not French speakers. Okay, we no. don't we don't need to try to pretend like we are. Um, so, but yeah. yeah, so he brings this this boat out, right? Yeah. Wonkatania. Is yep. that what he calls Wonkatania? Um, it's a little river boat, mm-hmm. and he wants everybody to get on it again. Yeah, we're gonna forget that we just saw this kid get sucked up a tube. Now just on to the next thing. We're gonna hop on this boat. They have an Oompa Loompa with a little hat, like he's the like he's the first mate or something like that. Yes, <laughs> he does have that little hat, and um, again, Mister Salt, like it's quite a quite a nice little canoe you got there, Wonka. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Salt's he's Salt's a pretty good guy. You know? you know, I I almost think that Wonka being a sarcastic asshole is a defense mechanism against these parents like Henry Salt. Yeah, who just come in here and just talk trash to him all all day. You yeah, know? absolutely. So then. <laughs> so we have a pretty classic line here, right? So Wonka says, "All I ask is a tall ship and a star, the sailor by all aboard, everybody." And Mister Salt says, "Oh, ladies first. That means Veruca," and forces her on. And then Grandpa Joe says, "If she's a lady, I'm a vermicious canid, you know." <laughs> and then Salt Salt says, "You sure the thing will float, huh, Wonka?" Wonka says, "With your buoyancy, sir, rest assured." You know. So that's kind of very uh. Again, all the yeah. August. <laughs> I like Sam's line there. Oh, yeah, you took real good care of that, that August kid that over there. That August kid. Yeah. <laughs> good old Sam guys line. You took real good care of that August kid over there, Uncle. That's for sure. All right, so he's going to love this. You're going to love this. So the ship begins to sail. You know, um, they're on the boat. Now, this scene, the boat seems pretty classic. I, I believe that in, um, in the book, mm-hmm. this is a lot more like disgusting than what it is in this movie and it gets pretty disgusting in this movie too because this this is one of those scenes that as a kid kind of like freaks you out a little bit because he turns into a maniac when he starts singing it does he starts singing very pleasantly you know and um you know they're just going they're just streaming down this Mm -hmm. chocolate river on this you know bon voyage trip that they go uh you know get to look at all the candy and then they once they start going into this Mm -hmm. tunnel is when things start getting a little crazy oh yeah it's crazy, and then you know Veruca Salt wants a wants a boat like that. Of course she does. Yeah. Um, so then, so now we're getting more closer to this tunnel, right? Again, this scene was this. I remember the scene being scary, and then like watching this, like man, I wonder how they did this. I like the Sam line to uh, Henry Salt. Yeah. What, what, what business are you in there, Salt? And he Nuts. says Nuts. Nuts. And then, like, Salt, like, takes his hand off his shoulder and, like, straightens his tie. Like, that's a, like, that's a crazy thing. Yeah. You're selling... I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure Salt is more successful than Beauregard. You know, like, has to be. You know, he has a whole factory. So... Yeah, Sam's just a car salesman. You know? Yeah. He's from Miles City, Montana. So now people are starting to get concerned because we're going down this black tunnel. And they're going faster and faster. And right. Wonka keeps saying, faster, faster, right? And... They're really it, trying. It to. looks like I'm. I'm trying to articulate what I'm looking at here, like what they're going through. I feel like they're probably going the same speed, if not maybe a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. But there's screens on this tunnel. Yep. That make it look like they're going extremely fast, and yeah. it's very trippy, uh, and it's very colorful. Grandpa Joe and Charlie look like they're having a blast. Having like, a blast. They're, they're having a great time. Meanwhile, everybody else is scared. But there's 
like visuals of slugs and like worms going people, across like people's faces. Yeah, and it's um close up of like eyeball disturbing imagery. Oh yeah, chopping, they just chopped off chopping the head of a chicken. A chicken. <laughs> and then there was Slugworth, right? Slugworth. Slugworth right? just popped up, and Charlie over oh, Grandpa Joe. Slugworth, right? Yeah, it could Mike. Be. Mike takes out his fake little plastic like gun, and he yep. tries to shoot. Good. Shoot some of the stuff that's like up on the wall. Yep. And then he starts singing, and then Salt's like, he's singing. Like, dude, like, I gotta tell you, Salt is always grounding us in reality. It's, it's fantastic. I love Henry Salt. He's, he's a great character. He's a great character. He doesn't beat, uh, doesn't beat old Mrs. Curtis and her, her husband, who's been oh adopted. Oh my gosh. How long will they give me to think it over? Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, like, Wonka starts singing, and then Henry Salt. He's singing, right? Yeah, he starts singing. like leaning over to people and go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, now he's singing. And he starts like singing along with them to like right. humor him, but he's really not. I mean, yeah. you know. There's no earthly way of knowing. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he's singing, rowing. Like, yeah, which, okay, which okay. Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is a hurricane a blowing? He's looking but, crazy. But, yes, and now it's yeah. actually getting so uh, scary that Charlie and Grandpa Joe are actually starting to look concerned as right. well they're like where are we going mm-hmm. like and then <laughs> how about then, the just the random like blah like, so he, that, just, he just shouts he goes blah blah like, and then he's like and then he kind of snaps out of his like m- melody singing <laughs> right and he's like and then he's like not a speck of light is showing so the danger must be growing are the fires of hell are glowing is the grizzly reaper mowing yes the danger must be growing for the rowers keep on rowing and they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing. And then he screams and then everyone's just like, everyone starts freaking out that he's like screaming. They don't know what's going on. You know, at this point, I'm out. Yeah. If I'm on this trip right now, I mean, he literally, <laughs> he, he looks you can crazy. see like veins in his head. Gene Wilder does such a great job looking like a maniac. Yeah, here. he looks absolutely looks crazy in and this it scene. escalates to the point where sam says or no is it henry henry yeah. salt says that's enough wonka and he goes quite but right, right sir, sir stop the boat and, and then, then it stops on a dime and there's like the, uh, a music effect stops you know and they're at the inventing room the all inventing of a sudden they room. they're just there yep so i pr- again and it's kind of i should have re- researched this right so there's some things that he says i was kind of alluding to earlier that is from works of literature to include merchant of venice right so there's a few things that he says that are from merchant of venice and i'm pretty positive that this might be as well um and we don't have to get into it right now even though i started getting into it <laughs> um no and look this is this, this you could probably do a whole episode on his lines that he says and the yeah. things that he quotes um they're from literature merchant of venice as we've as we have mentioned um he speaks in different languages. Mm-hmm. By the way, German, French. German and French. And then something else as well. Oh, Jesus. My God. guess is it's not Arabic. Um, I, I think people are saying that, yeah, you know, I'm looking this up and it's, this is originally from, from Wonka. So, but there's some other things that he does mention that's from other works of, of literature and art. So now they're getting off the boat. They're at the inventing room. So... I think, I think we might be stopping here. So, because we're about an hour into this podcast, ladies and gentlemen and people, 
So we are at the inventing room. They're getting off the boat. And that's where we'll be picking up the next episode at. In the inventing room, by the way. Not to not to tease the next episode, mm-hmm. but um, I know we've already seen the, the chocolate room, but the inventing room is where we get to see the everlasting gobstopper. The everlasting Which is what Slugworth has sent these kids to grab for him, mm-hmm. and he will give them 10,000 of these. Please. <laughs> right? So, so, yeah. yeah. Tune into the next episode for sure. So now we're, again, just everyone, everyone keeping score at home. We are down one child, Gus's Gloop, and Mrs. Gloop, gone. They're out, you know. Um, so we wonder who will be next. You know, it's uh, that boat scene. I, it, it's a great scene. Uh, definitely one of the most memorable ones. I know we kind of, I don't want to say we talked through that really quick, but I just, you know, watching as a kid, it was pretty scary. You're not a bad parent if you fast forward through that scene, by the way, for your children. Yeah, it's scary. Like It is scary. Like, watch this now, you've seen it. Like, okay, this imagery is not as bad, but like, as a kid, you're seeing a snake crawling across a woman's face. No one's helping her. Like, what, what what's going on here? You know, they're, like, they're chopping heads off chickens. You can skip this scene if you have children. They yeah. have, you know, they're showing like, like close up imagery about like a crustacean eating. Like, it's just, it's just horrible. You know, horrible. It's it's a night and day scene because you went from the chocolate room, which is the most joyous thing in the world mm-hmm. as a kid. Unlimited candy. You can eat anything. Yep. And then you go on this creepy boat ride. Yep. That this crazy boat ride. Yeah. And this, I mean, if this doesn't solidify that they that Wonka is crazy for these people, again, they should have left by now. You know, like these, he's going, he's going crazy. I mean, like I said, if I'm there myself, I'm out at this point because yeah. I don't, I don't. The the way that Wonka acts on that boat scene is irredeemable for me. And yeah. if you look at Henry Salt's face as he's getting off of Wonkatania, as they go to the inventing room, he's out too. He's yeah. done. He's had enough. So there's some good lines that we'll read about, talk about um, <laughs> in our next episode. But again, thank you all for listening. And we'll be back soon, probably, with another episode. So make sure you all stay tuned for that, okay? All right, everybody. Take care. Thanks for listening. Bye.